Welcome to the Inspiring Humans podcast. We are so happy to have you listening. My name is Stephanie Willard, and this podcast is a platform to showcase the incredible human spirit. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing people from all over the world and all walks of life who will be sharing with us their personal dreams and their dreams for the future. I believe that through coming together and creating community, incredible things are possible. In fact, anything is possible. And I hope that this podcast is a launch pad for creating the new world that we want to see that will have humanity free, thriving and living in their full self-expression. Welcome, Stephen Dosu, on the Inspiring Humans podcast. It's such a, a privilege to have you on this podcast and an honour to share your epic life story and philosophy that you live by with the Inspiring Humans podcast members. Stephen is a creator of the Ignite the Transformation Summit, founder of Salesforce Catalyst, co-founder of Leadership University, author and spiritual speaker and transformational coach. Stephen has impacted thousands of lives on a global scale, nicknamed Action Man. He is viewed by his peers as a charismatic visionary who undoubtedly believes in unleashing the human potential by inspiring people to break their boundaries and redefine their limits. As a living testimony, Stephen has followed his dreams in and recreated a new path by alleviating himself from humble beginnings in his country of origin, Togo, West Africa, to leadership and impactful roles on a global platform. Welcome, Stephen, and I can't wait to share some of this wisdom from your life experience with our audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, uh, Steph. You are awesome. You are double, triple, purple awesome, if, if they say that. <laughs> hey, look, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's again such a pleasure to connect again with you, Steph. Um, yeah, you are you are one of those women I call, you know, power women, right? That make things happen out there with faith and conviction. So yeah, I'm I'm just thrilled. I'm just you know, let me just say I feel myself blessed, right? I see myself blessed to tag along with you again today. And yeah, I believe that whatever we're gonna share here today will definitely make an impact, a massive dance in the world. Thanks, Stephen. And I would love just, you know, your life has been, I can imagine all the different, you know, um, evolutions you've had and, you know, you're very much about self-development and coming from a place like Togo and West Africa to all the different places that you've travelled, lived, all the different jobs that you've had. Can you give us a bit of a snapshot of your life so we understand just the, the depth and breadth of your experience? Oh, cool. Awesome. I'll try to keep it short, though. <laughs> you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine. Um, she's from Spain, you know, and uh, and so we haven't spoken to each other in a long time. So we wanted to catch up. And uh, she's like, oh, you know what? Try to give me the shorter version because I know that your one year of life is almost like five years of mine. Right. So <laughs> so I'll try to give you a very shorter version anyway. I respond to the name of Stephen Dosu. I'm all the way from Togo, T-O-G-O. That's in West Africa, small country, north to the south is 600 kilometers and east to the west is about 200 kilometers. And that's where I grew up. That's where I was born. And I was born in a two bedroom house. My father being polygamous and I was born with nine siblings. Uh, I mean, it goes without saying that 
Togo is a country that's below the poverty line. And uh, going to school, walking for 10 miles every single day, and eventually struggling through school and going to university where the ratio was about 4,000 students to one professor. And when I tell these people, I always laugh is that back in the days when I was a student at the University of Togo, we have, <laughs> what happens is that when a professor had a projector, he was a considered he was considered a star among you know his colleagues, right? <laughs> so I mean, that's that, that's where basically you know I, I study my economics. But here's the thing. Growing up, you know, going through difficulties, and, and I remember at the point where I finished my high school at 15, I actually got a scholarship by the American uh, University, and it was a half a scholarship, you know, even, even less than half. All my parents had to pay was $2,500, but they couldn't afford it, right? And that was a massive opportunity that I missed. But here's the thing. With all of that happening, I had a conviction in me that I could just be a little bit more than what my circumstances offered me. And that gave me a conviction, that gave me a boost to want to change where, my, where I was to a different circumstances. And that led me to embarking on a journey from Togo to South Africa. It took me one year, three months to go from one part of the continent to the next. And in that time, Nobody could hear of me. My mom thought I was dead. Eventually, when I arrived in the promised land, which let me tell you something was not the promised land. It was not easy at all. I slept in shacks worth $20 of rent, but I couldn't even afford it. I remember the phone that I was using back then was, was a small 1710. I don't know if you can remember that, but it's small, those Nokia with a yellow screen. And I and I had and I always had a, 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 a matches, a box of matches. Every time it rang. I'll take out the matches to press it and just to receive the call. <laughs> but hey, listen, whatever you go through, keep your enthusiasm and keep your head high. So I kept my head high, walking tall as if I had something. So it was a Wednesday afternoon when I was at my street stall, very enthusiastic, selling it high. I'm high, sir. Come closer. Let me sell you an apple. That's this gentleman saw me that, hey, listen, I like your energy. How about tomorrow you come for interview at Walmart? I mean, Mass Mart is, is the Walmart of, of, of South Africa. And um, I had a friend that was a pastor because I didn't have any clothes to wear. I went to my friend pastor say, hey, listen, yeah, the news. He went into his drawer, pulled out a brand new shirt, a brand new trouser, and the following day I wore them as if they were mine. And I went to the interview. The, the girl that interviewed me, Stephanie, almost looked like you. And her name is Isabel Cookmore, blonde hair. Always remember that. I walked into the room. She's like, hey, how can you be so confident? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You got the job. Well, like, job? Okay, what is this job? And my job was to sell vacuum cleaners. But the honest truth, Stephanie, was that I didn't even know what vacuum cleaners were. I didn't even know. I had never, never seen one for 19, 20 years of my life, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. So... We go to the sales floor. I got given a sales script. I went home with it, started it, added a bit of my own, and I came back the following day. And from the following day, I worked for two years, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, non-stop. I was hungry. I was driven. I was determined to change my life for the better. And one thing I like about sales is that numbers never lie. You make the money, it shows. And because I was creating consistency and growing the store, what happened is that the numbers were picked up from the head office and people from the head office came down to see who 
is this man is doing the magic. And that paved way for me from being just a normal salesperson, I became an area manager. A few months after I became a regional manager, a few months after I became a national sales manager. Now going from Togo, a two bedroom house, traveling by foot miles and miles away, sleeping in shacks, having days with no food, nothing to drink, nothing to eat, nothing, nowhere to sleep. Now I'm in charge of over 100, 200 people. And after that, I went to start my own company. And after starting my own company, I decided to tap into my gift, which is speaking, which is using the words to ignite the transformation in people, to make them believe that if I could do it, if a young boy from Togo can do it, they can do it too, that all things are possible. And that's why I'm here today. I speak, I write books, I coach people to understand that they are the mightiest through God, all things are possible. Amazing, amazing. And so I'd love to just ask, you know, through those challenging times that you just shared with us, what what kept you going? What was that kind of greater um, belief that kept you going? Oh, I mean, Steph, I mean, it goes without saying that I'm a, I mean, those who know me and, and even you, I'm sure you, you, you'll know that um, I mean, some people say that I'm 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 over opt I'm over optimistic. I don't know if there's such a thing, right? I am very very optimistic, and uh, over the years I've trained or conditioned myself to, you know, keep my mind clear on the goal, on the task, and believe that regardless of what the challenges are, I am gonna achieve it, and definitely pray to God, right? So what kept me going, I would say that, you know, it's, 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 it's faith, it's my belief, you know, my belief that I am going to do this regardless of, of whatever it's going to take, my persistence, God's grace, definitely God's grace above, above everything, and hard work, hard and smart work, let me put it that way. So those are the things that kept me going. Awesome. And I know that in your work, you work with people about, you know, self-confidence and belief and really backing yourself to see an idea into fruition, into a business and organization. So talk to us a little bit about the, that self-belief and where that comes from and how people can, you know, how you've seen people build their self-belief or what what is that? Because, you know, I remember thinking at a very early age myself that I wanted to say yes to every opportunity to build my confidence because I thought that confidence was like the one thing that if you had in life, you would have a successful life. So I remember in high school thinking, you know, putting my hand up for everything just to to see if I could do it kind of thing, try new things. Uh, so I'm really interested to hear how you, you know, what's your take on self-confidence and and where did you kind of draw yours from and then how do you help others build theirs? Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Steph. So, so here's the thing, right? Um, I mean, from what I've learned from life is that, I mean, life is like, is like a movie, right? And, and we go through different episodes or different uh, scenes, you know, every single day. And um, those things that we go through, they either lead to two paths. You know, there is one path where is is confidence, and then there is the one path where we embrace three the three toughest demons of mankind that I call fear, self doubt, and low self esteem. So confidence can be in a particular area of our life, as well as fear, self doubt, low self esteem can also be in particular areas of our lives. But what gives us this confidence in ourselves, Stephanie, I don't care whatever people say, but it's progress, right? You know, minor successes to be able to, you know, overcome 
something or succeed at something or win at something, right? And that's what gives you the confidence. And guess what? The more you win at something, the more you see yourself progressing at something, then you find the confidence in you in that particular area. That's why they say that, you know, uh, to, to actually feel confident, you know, about yourself, about being able to do little things as push-ups starts by doing five a day, right? And eventually when you see yourself progressing, you start gaining confidence in yourself that, hey, you know what? Come on, I got this, man, 15 today. Then next week, come on, I got this 23. And then, and then, and then you see yourself growing and gaining again. But where I draw my confidence from, Steph? Well, not only progress, uh, Steph, but also faith, right? Faith, faith. Faith is defined as the ability to believe in things that don't exist as yet, right? So if you have a firm conviction, if you are able to see what people don't see as yet, and to me, that gives me confidence. That gives me an edge of me being able to believe and being able to take action where people don't see nothing, right? So that's where my confidence come from. And what I said before is how people can grow their confidence. Oh, I like that. Take action where people don't see, you know, opportunity or so tell us a little bit about that. How do you, um, that, that faith, how, hmm. yeah, go, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know, when we talk about faith, it's very important that, you know, I underline this. Okay. Because the truth is that for years, when, when I talk about faith right now, I'm pretty sure that nine listeners or viewers over that over 10, will immediately think about, you know, religion, okay? Or they will think about anything along, along those lines. But I want to emphasize that faith, faith is, is, is a force, is a power that is out there, you know, ready for any single person to use. It's not only for the person that is, you know, born again or, or the person that is condemned to be this or that, okay? Which I, I don't believe in condemnation at all, right? But, Faith is a force that is there that we can use to bring our dreams and our goals to life. And how do you grow faith? Faith, right? It comes through hearing, 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 hearing again, right? Faith comes through hearing and hearing what? Hearing sometimes the word of God or sometimes hearing the right words, okay? So here's the thing, Stephanie. So for example, if I keep telling you, okay, every single day that, hey, Steph, you know what? You are great, okay? I believe that you are awesome. You are fantastic. Look at what you've done. Hey, look at this, right? If I tell you this 30 days a month, 365 days a year, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna start believing it. And when you believe in it, it your perception of yourself is gonna change. Therefore, your confidence also in yourself changes. And with that confidence, when you then attack, you know, the things in your life, the little dream, the little goals, you know, or your relationships, when you then tackle your relationships or the things that you have to do in your life with that confidence, which emerges from your faith in yourself, guess what's gonna happen? That's where the magic happens in your life. That's where you are able to recreate your entire life the way you want it, how you want it, when you want it, by the power of the faith in yourself. But let me add this, that is even more prettier when we believe not only in ourselves, but also in the force that is above the force which create the force of our faith. 
sorry, sorry, but I couldn't laugh, you know. I mean, I mean, when I do this this kind of words game, people people are like, what you say? Okay, okay. Let, let me rewind. Let me rewind. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you know, um, it's great, you know, for us to have self-confidence to believe in ourselves to grow the power of it from within that we can apply to any kind of things in our life however we are created i believe at the image of god i believe that god is the creator is the source of everything right so if he's the source of everything that means that he is the source of faith as well so when you are you know tapping into that power of faith is even much greater. It even works, and I and I'm saying that you know from experience. Even works much more greater when you draw that faith power from God. Then you become invincible. So, what is your definition of God? Because people have many different definitions of what God is. So, I'm interested mm. to hear yours, and, and also, you know, I'd love to hear how discipline plays into your. You know, you mentioned repeating the same mantras every day or telling, you know, speaking to yourself positively, thinking yeah. positive thoughts. I'd love to hear your daily routine if you have one. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll be, I want to share that with you, Steph. Anytime, anything from today, you are the queen. Anything for you, right? <laughs> okay. So, Steph, here's the thing, okay? So, talking about God, you know, first of all, I, you know, I want to make mention that this topic is a very sensitive topic, and I've seen people go to war, kill each other for it, okay? But I'm not here putting myself as the know-it-all. No, no, no. Um, when we talk about God, right, I believe that, again, we are created, and there's the power behind the creation, okay? Some people want to give it a different name, but what I believe God is God is the one that created the earth and the heaven and all things that are in it. Some people don't believe in the Bible. It's okay, all right? But when I read the book of Genesis, it says it all, that the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And when God spoke and the things appeared. So whatever we are right now, whatever we live right now, whatever we say that we have or don't, if everything is in God, right? But this is what I say, okay? When we talk about God, it's not necessarily about, you know, uh, you know, thinking about this old man with beard sitting on the throne somewhere. No, no, it's not about it. But Stephanie, when I look into your eyes, what I see is God. When I look into my brother's eyes, what I see in, is God. You know, I love one of the verses in the Bible which says that what? Treat your brother as the way you treat yourself. Because when you feed your brother, when you clothe your brother, when you take care of your brother or your sister the way you do to yourself, what you do to your brother and your sister, you do to me. What you do to your brother and your sister, you do to God, right? So what I'm trying to say is that the understanding of God shouldn't necessarily be, you know, about a higher power or anything, no, but, you know, we should be able to bring it down and integrate it into our daily lives, which is loving one another, right? Truly. Okay, not giving and expecting something back, being able to live a life that inspire others and leave paths that people behind us can walk in. 
All right. And talking about, you know, the, the routine or the things that I do that are able to fortify my faith and my belief that are able to give me the conviction that is strong enough that I may that I may be able to break through any type of challenge in my life. It's very simple, Steph, and everybody can do it. When I wake up every day, every single day, first of all, I do 100 to 150 push-ups. And I do 60 sit-ups and I listen to something positive. It depends, you know, on what kind of day it is. If it's a day that is very busy, at least 30 to 40 minutes. But if it's a day that's going to be a bit slow for me, I actually start play. I press play before I even uh, uh, open my eyes, you know, and that I listen to one hour, 30 minutes. And the people that I listen to the most are Dr. Miles Monroe, Les Brown, Jim Ron, Og Mandino, and I have... Um, uh, scrolls, right, that I recite every single day, right? Today, I begin a new life. Today, I shared my Austin pictures too long suffered the breeze of failure and the wounds of mediocrity. Today, I am born anew. And at the end, say, today, I am a new man with a new life. And that's what I do every single day with no fail. And that, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that makes me who I am extremely focused, clear on my goals and my vision and hungry and driven more than ever. That's really inspiring, Stephen. And I think, you know, that that dis daily discipline can support us so much in their goals yeah. and what we want to achieve. And thanks for sharing who you listen to as well, because I'm sure a few people would be interested in checking those guys out. Um, I know that with your coaching and you know, the, the transformation, Ignite the Transformation Summit, that uh, you you draw a lot from your faith and from the word of God. And I'd love to just hear a bit more about what the Bible says about leadership, for example. Hmm. <laughs> Steph, you know, the kind of question you, you always ask, you know, you, you have this thing about you. Like, I think you should create, you know, a TV channel, you know. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure you missed the calling of journalism. I'm pretty sure somewhere, somewhere you missed the call of journalism, you know. The questions you ask, somebody's gonna shoot me for this. But hey, listen, I'll share with you what my convictions are. Let's talk about leadership, right? So I believe that the Bible is, you know, actually, 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 the Bible as a book, you know, even for those who do not believe, you know, uh, in God or in Christ, it's okay. I'm not in position to judge them. But what I will invite them to do is to be open-minded enough to take the Bible and just read it, okay? And eventually, I'm pretty sure that the Holy Spirit will give them light into understanding it, okay? But here's the thing. When you go through the Bible talking about leadership, the whole Bible is full of leadership lessons, right? So let's go, for example, take the story of Moses that freed the Israelites from the hands of slavery into the promised land. Right throughout the journey, he had to show leadership signs. Let's talk about Elijah. Elijah, that was what the mentor of Elisha. And to be a mentor, what you have to show leadership right throughout the Bible. Let's talk about Solomon, the King Solomon, one of the greatest king, one of the wisest king that has ever existed. Wisest and wildest king that had ever existed. Right through his reign, what did he do? He exhibited signs of leadership, right? How to use wisdom 
to tackle matters of the kingdom, how to use wisdom to welcome your guest from afar, how to use wisdom to actually negotiate business deals. And let me not even get started with Jesus Christ. That's, that led 12 disciples who became, you know, the 12 pillars to what Christianism or Christianity, you know, I don't know how the word Christianism, Christianity, all right, you know, the French and the English sometimes, you know, they, they get confused somewhere, but hey, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. They become the pillars, they became the pillars, right, of what we have about 2.8 billion people in the world today. And for him to be able to do that, he had to show signs of leadership. Let me quickly share with you this story where disciples were waiting for Jesus, they, they, before they actually, that supper, we, who I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, after the supper, right? And it was that evening that he was betrayed and then crucified and then, you know, uh, rose from the death and everything. When they were waiting at the door, these disciples came to the door and were waiting. They were like, you know, we're waiting for, 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 for the, the servants to actually open the door for us. And, and, and in those days, it was culture that, uh, uh, when you came before you actually entered the house, you washed your feet. And there were servants that were washing people's feet before they went into the house. It, it, it was a mix of, of Middle East and Asian culture. Then when they, these disciples arrived at the door, they were like, we, we are waiting for you know, the people to wash our feet. And when Jesus arrived, what he did was he took a bucket, water and soap, and one by one, he himself washed the feet of his disciples, right? Now, that's leadership 101, okay? You are never, ever bigger than the task at hand. You are never, ever bigger, regardless of your position, bigger than the purpose that has to be fulfilled, that you as a leader, you can also serve the people that are following you. And it's by serving them that you leave them a legacy, that you leave them an example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of um, very interesting, amazing stories. And even just the story of Jesus, you know, and, and his life on earth, uh, because I think he was crucified when he was 33, wasn't it? 33. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very short life here. And, yeah. all this, you know, all of the accounts of his life and the different stories of him reaching out to people and the way he even responded to different things is super interesting. And I've been very curious to learn more and um, really embody that too. And so you mentioned before um, energy that people have kind of mentioned that you've got really good energy and you, you definitely do. Uh, so where does that energy come from in the context of, you know, your beliefs and, and drawing that from your faith? Can you talk mm. a little bit into that for people because I think you know as humans we all know when we're around people with high energy you know, it, it it's contagious you know so if more people had that and if more people were kind of living their passions and drawing from that incredible life force within all of us then the world would be a very different place so how can people tap into more of that mm. you know Steph um, the truth is that we are all born with that, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, we are all born with it. Now, whether we decide to actually unleash it 
okay? And then I like the word you use, right? Whether we decide to tap in it, okay? Or to untap in it. <laughs> now, that is a product of our decisions, right? They say we decide, say we do not decide of our future, but we decide of our habit and our habit decide of our future, right? So um, I believe that, you know, having the right energy okay comes needs to come from a place of passion a place of enthusiasm a place of conviction and purpose but guess what you will not be able to have that energy about yourself if you do not know some things about yourself right and and that again ties back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this interview it ties back to our confidence and our confidence come from what also our identity so what is the perception of yourself to yourself how do you view yourself right do you view yourself as a cat with a lion spirit in it or you view yourself as a lion with a cat spirit in it right so it is very important that you know first of all we've got to discover what is the identity that we carry of ourselves. When we look into the mirror, what do we see? Do we see a man or a woman that know what his or her purpose is in life? Do we know, um, I mean, do we see a man or a woman that's gonna wake up in the morning and say, hey, I woke up today to make a difference, but not just to live for the day. What do you see in the mirror? And from what you see in the mirror, you are able to make decisions. You are able to create habits which can what nurture this enthusiasm about you, which can nurture this passion about you, which can nurture this feeling of greatness about you. When you feel great, you reflect greatness. When you feel awesome, you reflect awesome. You know, I, Steph, I, I'm sure you, you, you probably have, have heard this or maybe even happened to you before is that, People will say, you know, this guy, I don't know him. I've never spoken to him, but there is something about him that I just don't like. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure, you know, you've come across that before. And, they, what the, and, and usually when you actually go speak to those kind of people, what happens is you see that, you know, they are very unhappy about themselves. You know, some people sometimes are maybe depressed. So what happens is they radiate that and even people from afar can actually capture that, you know? So if you can go back into what I'm talking about is discover your identity, find the man in the mirror, find what your purpose is and create your habit. Therefore you'll find the enthusiasm and the passion and this energy that you need to radiate and reflect, it immediately follows. Thanks. That's um, that's really interesting. Now, I've got a question here and it's not for, fully formed in my head and I don't know how to articulate it exactly. So okay. bear with me. But it's, um, you know, with forming your identity, I think sometimes it can box you in as well. So you want to kind of keep it fluid and understand that it's, you know, beyond beyond us is the greater good and it's not, you know. So I think, you know, and I've seen this happen, people can get, a bit caught up in themselves and that can work, you know, for their detriment. So um, how do you, what, what do you think about that and how do you see it from your personal experience? Because, yes, it's great to 
I think what you're talking about is knowing your purpose and what you're passionate about and going for it and being really yeah. clear on that. Uh, then build up the identity and the, you know, that letting the ego kind of rule and thinking that you're doing everything and the progress then, you know, is due to, to you and you only. It's it's that drawing upon the higher force and understanding, you know. So where how does your faith uh, fit into that? Love to hear from you. How does my faith fit into my identity or? Yeah, how does how do you kind of see that in the context of having faith and building and because you're you're a transformational coach and speaker and that's a big persona to be creating, you know, out there in the world. And um I've spent the last kind of probably five, six years speaking on global stages about what we've created with the charity in Nepal. And that that is not uh you know, 100% who I am. I've started a charity in Nepal, but it's, you know, I have had help the whole way from God, from the higher force. Like there's miracles that have happened that I could not have even worked out or couldn't be planned. So uh, with, with, you know, sometimes people in life get a bit almost attached to a certain identity, but we are as humans always evolving and changing. So, you know, just drawing on that, knowing that there's something greater than us that we thank and that we, you know, that we draw from in, in different times where we don't have the answers because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Steph. I mean, I think what you what you bring up here is actually a very, very an extremely valid point, right? Because it's so easy to actually fall in this trap, you know, of us having I call it a big head, right? So it's a head that can be, that a big room can be full of, right? <laughs> I mean, there's this commercial I've seen once, you know, the guy walking into the room and his, his head is, the whole room is full of his head alone, you know? So, so yeah, it, it happens that, you know, through, through the progresses that we make, you know, we, we tend to actually have such a big head and forgetting that, you know, um, it is actually, a force behind that that is allowing us to actually make those impacts, right? So, um, I mean, my 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 belief is that um, a person of faith, right? At least for me personally, is that faith, just like any muscles, right? It's it it's it's grown, right? And it grows and and faith comes through hearing and hearing. And, and what you hear sometimes is not the life story of other people, but your own life story, right? And 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 when you look back, all right, of how your life has gone by, that I believe that, you know, should be able to humble us enough, you know, and for us not to get caught up in ourselves, okay? I mean, I, I I tell these stories today of of how I went by, you know, from these in Togo and all the way, you know, to speaking and and being able to impact people's lives today. But the truth is that just like how you say, Steph, the truth is that there has been people that held the door at almost every single stage of that life, of my life, you know. And as a matter of fact, there are even a hundred more that are you know lined up right now that are gonna hold doors for me to the very next levels where I want to go to, right? So my belief is that if you are truly faithful, okay, to God, if you are truly faithful even to ourselves and we look back and look around to our life events, to our circumstances, to our various happenings, that should actually humble us instead of driving our ego to the rooftop, you know, 
that will definitely humble us and know that uh, uh, there is an African proof, a very good one, a very good one. Uh, Steph, I want to share this one with you. Holy, holy, holy. It says that um, the chameleon knows that the earth is, it's, is hard, but it steps in on it slowly but surely, right? Yeah. So even though you know that, you know, you've gone through all those progresses, at least have the faith and the humility to take your steps slowly but surely. Yeah, I, th I love the word humility. I think it comes back to that, you know, humility and understanding that, you know, no one has all the answers and that there is a lot working to make our lives happen and, and yeah. possible. That, that yeah. humbling ourselves. And what did you say? Not driving our ego to the rooftops. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way you share, you share things. So, um, so what do you... What do you see as missing, you know, we look at our world today as young people and just see, you know, so I know myself as a young person, just I thought that people just hadn't worked out the solutions yet of uh, how to create a peaceful world. I was really confused at the fact that there was war and that people were sending people off to shoot other humans. Like that never made sense to me. So what do you see is the missing piece in the world today? And why do we see the world as it is rather than this, you know, heaven on earth uh, that it could be? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, again, uh, I think, Steph, I think you've again hit the nail on his head. I mean, one element that I firmly believe that, you know, we could all be better at, especially when you uh, point out the element of war, Steph, it's nothing but forgiveness, right? I mean, again, to those who don't believe in the Bible out there, I would love for you to go and check out when Jesus talks about forgiving your neighbor 77 times, seven times. When he was asked, oh, Rabbi, Rabbi, I mean, master, you know, teacher, um, you know, how often or how many times shall we forgive, you know, an offense? And he says that, well, forgive your, your offender or your brother or your sister 77, seven times. If you forgiven that person for the same sin, right? Not different ones, from the same mistake, 77 seven times yeah then we are talking business <laughs> so so steph i believe that you know as people in the human race one definitely big element that we could cultivate a lot more is forgiveness right because you see i mean when we talk about forgiveness step it goes a very very long way because i mean people that I know in my personal lab, you know, that whole grudges. Just yesterday, I was talking to a friend of mine called Marcel, you know, and Marcel is in 50 years old. And Marcel, you know, opened up to me and said that, hey, you know what, man? One thing I've noticed about myself is that now that I'm growing old, you know, it's even getting more difficult for me to actually let go of stuff. I, 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 I don't know why and how, but I'm holding grudges against people, you know? And guess what? When you hold grudges against people, you are not forgiving. And that could lead to many, many other things, you know? Talking of forgiveness in friendship, in, in a romantic relationship, in a business partnership, in many other areas of, of life. And that, I believe, is what is actually eating our world from within. So if everybody could actually cultivate the spirit of forgiveness, 
I believe we could go a long, long, long way. Because you see, to actually become the person who, who forgives, oh man, you've got to have a certain level of faith, right? You've got to have a certain level of humility to be able to put your brother or, 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 or the relationship that you have with the person before your ego, right? So, so, so what happens is that there is a whole element, you know, there's a whole series of things that have happened, you know, from our spirit to our soul, to our mind, to our body, to actually be able to forgive. And all of that, I believe, can make us grow and make us whole as human beings so that we can co-live happily, like how they will say in the, uh, uh, you know, in in, uh, in the in the how you say, man, in the, those cartoons, right? Live happily ever after. Thanks, and thanks for giving us a few tips of different, you know, spots in the Bible that we can read if we're curious, because you know there are so many cool little spots in the Bible that I've recently discovered, um, and I think you know if people genuine genuinely have that curiosity to learn about Jesus, and you know. Christianity or just even just the word of God and and curious about the Bible you know what is it and why has it been this epic book that has you know been around for centuries and centuries um, then I think it's really helpful to have a few tips and to see examples of people like yourself that really live by it you know because I think it's so powerful to see you know people not just talking about it but actually people that have embodied the learnings and they really live by it. And you, you are that, Stephen. I've known you for a while now, and I can see that you really do em embody what you've just shared with us. So thanks for that. And if you've got any more tips of, you know, different sections or uh, things or, you know, even just for people that are starting out that have that curiosity, you know, where would you go as someone that, that's new to all of this? Because I know the Old Testament is quite dense and thick. You know, it's talking about you know, times, olden, the olden times that are sometimes quite hard to relate to. So if you have any tips um, that you'd like to share, go for it. Yeah, sure. Hey, Steph, listen, look, I mean, you know, one morning I woke up and when I was writing my book, you know, I, I woke up and, you know, I, I look back, you know, on, on, on all the steps that, that I've taken, you know, the, the I mean, sometimes, you know, being at the verge of death, Steph, literally being at the verge of death, you know, at the times when, 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 you know, something is telling you like, like it's almost over, but, you know, there's another thing telling that, hey, put yourself together, you know. And I came across this verse, Romans 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which says what? Do not conform to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know? And uh, after writing my book, I was like, you know, how, what am I gonna name this book, you know? And I went, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna call this book, Be Transformed, A 10-Week Journey to Your True Self. So anyway, by the way, if you're listening to this, you've gotta go to www.transformnow.site slash be transformed, you know, and click that, right? You'll get my book for yourself so that you can start transforming. So. Steph, you know, one thing I want to add to what you just said, you know, is that I found out, I discovered recently that, I mean, it's not only a matter of curiosity, you know, towards the Bible, that's people, but there are also people who are, how do I say, who, I don't know if it is the right word in English, but it says who discredit the Bible, which means there are other people that, you know, who think that it's just a ton of trash, 
Okay. So 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 we then have two kinds of people because I think it's very important that we don't disregard one and then and then look only to, to the other person. There are those that are curious, you know, because they hear of, of the Bible, and there are those that think that is a ton of trash. I think to those people, I will invite them both to go and take a look because you see, it's very easy to stand outside the country and point a finger at it. Right and point a finger at the people living in the country that they have this kind of life, that kind of life. You know, have a lot whole of you know prejudices against them. It's only until the time where we actually take a, take a drive or take a walk and we go into the country and live like how the people live, then we understand truly what's going on in that. So what I want to invite those kind of people out there is you know go and take a read, but take a read with an open mind. Right, and these are what these are the words that I want you to say before you take a read. That, oh God, open my eyes, open my ears, open my mind, that I may understand these words. Okay, and usually it flows down in you, like 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 uh, a wine flowing into a cup, right? And so that you're able to understand, you know. And and if I can quickly give you some of the verses that I have in my mind, I, that we can talk about Psalm 23, which is very famous one, right? It's, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, Psalm 91, you can go into Ephesians 5, verse 8, you know, um, you can go into uh, one of my favorite also is Kings, but that's in, a, that, that's in the Old Testament, you know. But here's the thing, Matthew is a, is a very great book that talks about, you know, the summary of the life of Jesus, of some of the miracles where he fed 5,000 people, 4,000 people, you know, and when he taught lessons of leadership, right? Let me rather say this, right? Where he taught immortal, right? Eternal lessons of leadership because those are principles that survive time, that survive anything and they'll forever be there. So go and take a read. They're awesome tips. Thanks, Stephen. Um, Awesome. And I've got a million more questions that I'd love to ask you, but I might save that for another time because I'm super curious myself. Uh, but thanks so much for your time, Stephen, and for sharing a bit of your life with us. You're an incredibly resilient person and just very positive energy and very driven. And, you know, I have no doubt that you'll reach, you'll ripple out to thousands and hundreds of thousands of people in future because the force that comes with you and the force that is with you is just um, a force to be reckoned with. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast and I'll chat to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Steph. Keep doing what you are doing. You are awesome. Double awesome, triple awesome four times awesome yeah <laughs> yeah okay thanks for listening to our inspiring humans podcast and i hope you enjoyed the show if you have any inspiring human in mind that you would like to nominate please reach out and let us know also you're very welcome to become part of our facebook group called inspiring humans where you can connect with incredible people from around the globe uh, thirdly, if you are interested in being part of a global network, we have an incredible community at sevencontinentscouncil.com where we hold events, programs and many different initiatives that you can be involved in. Thank you and see you again soon.